Welcome to the Embracing You podcast with your host, Eric Pothen. We are all on our own unique journey to discovering ourselves. Each episode, I will help you navigate the journey within to reconnect with and discover the innate love you have for yourself. This podcast will cover topics from self-love to eating disorders and body image to mental health and to overall well-being. My goal is to help you honor and embrace yourself so you may live your most authentic life. Let's dive in. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Embracing You podcast. I am making it a priority to return to this space more frequently in order to create more episodes for you all. So here we are once again. I hope that you've been well the past couple of weeks and you have found the time to honor the emotions you've experienced and have felt a stronger sense of connection to your body. At the beginning of the last episode, I talked about working through some intense things in life and today I'm going to share a little bit more of what I've been going through. One of the biggest things that I've been reminding myself of recently is that I'm in control of my own happiness. No one should be responsible for creating and providing happiness but myself. Sure, there can be other individuals in my life who provide supplemental happiness, but the main source of happiness should come from myself. So the real question is, how do we create happiness for ourselves? That's a great question that I often ask myself from time to time, and I feel like it all comes down to a couple of answers. I think one way that we can create happiness for ourselves is to meet our own needs. So often we depend on others to fulfill and meet our needs, and in my opinion, we should be able to meet our own needs first before depending on others. Just like with happiness, we all have the innate ability to meet our own needs. However, I don't think that many people are confident in their ability to do this. I used to be guilty of depending on others to provide happiness for me, but one thing has really shifted within to allow myself to become better at this, becoming a strong, independent, and grounded individual who has a better sense of what he needs, an individual who realizes he doesn't need validation for needing what he needs. And what helped me become a strong, independent, and grounded individual? Finding and trusting the voice that lies within the voice that speaks to me on a daily basis. So often I find myself questioning this voice and can quickly move from my heart space up into my head. And when I do that, I abandon the voice that speaks truth, the voice that communicates my needs to me. I've been learning to lean into my heart space a little more and honor that voice that lies within. This can be hard at times, especially when it is telling me to do something that will challenge me and take me outside of my comfort zone. And when my voice speaks to me in this way, I naturally have a secondary response to run away and take the easy way out. However, I've noticed that choosing to step into those scarier spaces have become a little easier over the past year. And this is because I'm more confident in my ability to maneuver those more intense and scary moments. I've also learned that I will be okay no matter what. And while yes, it might be hard to step into these spaces, I have found much greater reprieve after I do the things that seem harder. It reminds me of a quote I spoke about in my last episode. 
It's always the things that we never do that we end up thinking about the most. When I allow myself to act on the things that are taking up more of my headspace instead of ignoring it, I am able to move forward a little better. It goes back to our last episode once again of honoring an emotion and allowing it to fully pass through instead of suppressing it. A word that comes to mind as we are talking about this is integrity. Integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles and also moral uprightness. When we can be honest with ourselves and know that acting from our heart space requires strength, courage, and vulnerability, we are living with integrity. We are upholding what our hearts need. We are upholding what we need. We can live a much more wholesome life when we can live from that deep place of integrity. Life has thrown a lot at me within the last couple of years, and at the same time, my heart has been communicating something to me that I haven't done the best job of listening to. As I've talked about before on this podcast, I've noticed that I feel like my most authentic self when I'm sitting down and recording these episodes for you. When I'm doing my advocacy work for eating disorders, body image, and mental health, I feel like I tap into a deeper part of myself that I haven't accessed before. And when I tap into this deeper part of myself, I feel connected to my entire self. My heart feels listened to when it is able to express these things at a deeper, more meaningful level. As I have continued to step into this space of advocacy work more and more as time goes on, My heart has been encouraging me to explore what it might look like to do this as a career. And yes, my heart was pulling me away from the classroom and into a space that would provide more fulfillment and happiness. This was absolutely terrifying to first experience. And when my heart first started to communicate this to me, I immediately suppressed it. I have been a passionate educator since I entered the classroom and I went into teaching thinking that it was going to be my forever career that I would retire after being a music teacher for many, many years. The last couple of years of teaching since COVID have been challenging. And when I say challenging, I mean challenging. Educators have been put through the ringer the past three years and are continuously asked to do more and more each year with an existing full plate. Staying after school hours to grade and prepare for the next day, grading for hours and hours at home to stay on top of assignments, being responsible for class sizes of 38 plus students, the list goes on. The pressures to perform on state standardized tests to meet the ever so increasing needs of our students and to give each student the time and attention they deserve so they feel seen and heard in our classrooms are just a few more things that weigh on us every day. As teachers, it is our job to be flexible and adapt to the changing needs of our society and students but I feel like I've never struggled so much with student behaviors as I have the past couple of years. And yes, I know we are facing an uphill battle with working against all the aftermath of COVID and whatnot, but I've officially hit my limit with how much I can personally handle. I leave work feeling drained a majority of days. I leave work feeling so detached from my body. I leave work feeling overstimulated. I don't feel as inspired as I once did. So much of my job has become correcting student behaviors, and I'm not able to teach music. Students' level of motivation are diminishing 
making it challenging to get them to want to learn, to be successful. And yes, this requires effort from both myself and the students together, but that doesn't exist. Sure, I've been able to teach notes to my students and get them prepared enough to go on a stage and sing for their concerts, but there are so many elements that I'm not able to teach. And these are the elements that make me passionate about teaching music. As time has gone on, I feel less and less like the passionate educator that I once was. I don't feel connected to the music teacher identity I once so strongly identified with. I made a post last week on social media that said, you are in control of your own happiness. And this has been a quote that I've seen over and over again within the last several of months. After seeing it most recently, I knew that it was the universe trying to give me a message to listen to my heart and to make the hard decision to leave teaching because I knew I would be happier if I had the space to continue to pursue and grow Embraceware and to dig deeper into my advocacy work. And so after sitting on this big decision for a while, I chose to take the leap of faith and turned in my resignation letter that would make my last day of being a teacher June 7th, 2023. This has been one of the scariest and hardest decisions I've ever made. But once again, I knew that ultimately this decision would make me happier and allow me to reconnect with myself and improve my overall mental health. I'm a firm believer that our callings in life can change. Our life experiences and discovered passions can draw us towards a new why. And I believe that's what has exactly happened for me. I've dived deeper into the space of sharing my story of living with an eating disorder and have discovered that I feel called to help others heal their relationships with food, eating, and body image while raising awareness around eating disorders at the same time. One thing that I've been reflecting on a lot recently is how much of my identity for the last several years was being a teacher. And I thought that because I'm stepping out of the classroom, I will no longer be a teacher. But the more I've thought about that, the more I've realized that that's not true at all. My advocacy work in educating others still makes me a teacher. I'm utilizing all of the skills I've built in the classroom in a new way. And this shift in perspective has been helpful for me as I begin to make this new transition in life. Allowing multiple emotions to coexist has also been helpful for me. For example, this decision to leave teaching is scary and exciting. Not knowing what is next is nerve-wracking and exhilarating. I've also been using my favorite mantra throughout this process. It makes sense you feel this way, Eric. Now, you may be wondering and asking yourself, well, what's next for Eric? And that's a great question. And if I can ask one thing from listeners, is that I would not like to be asked that question. I don't have an answer for you, and I'm okay with not having an answer for that question. I know that when people ask that question, it isn't asked in a way that makes me feel shameful or guilty of not having a plan, but for me, I'm okay with not knowing what's going to be next. This is something new for me to be experiencing as well. There's no way in hell that three years ago that I would allow myself to leave a job with the steady income to enter into a space where I don't have a job lined up yet. But the main difference from three years ago to now is confidence in myself, confidence in my ability and strengths, confidence in my worth and what I know I can bring to this world. 
So while I don't know what lies ahead for me with regards to a new career, I do have some long-term goals that I have, some of which I've been working on behind the scenes for the past several months, and I cannot wait to share with you all what I've been working on in a matter of weeks. I get excited when I think about what I've been working towards and the fact that I can make that a reality in less than a month now. So stay tuned for an exciting announcement in the upcoming weeks. If there are any listeners out there that are finding themselves unhappy with their career or life, I'm here to remind you that you're in control of your own happiness. You have the power to create the changes necessary to make yourself happy. And yes, those steps require courage, confidence, bravery, and resiliency. And if you're questioning whether or not you have those things, I'm also here to remind you that you do have all of those things and that you have the ability to create space for all the emotions that may arise during the process. As I continue to make this transition out of the classroom and into the unknown, I still find myself scared and uncertain about what lies ahead for me. I still question whether or not leaving teaching is the best decision for me. However, I've recognized that at the end of the day, my heart is still communicating to me that this is the best decision for me now. I've talked about how it is common for me to have an initial thought about something that comes from my heart space, and then I begin to overthink and question what is being communicated. When that happens, I move from my heart space into my head, and this is when my mind tries to lead me astray from what my heart is deeply communicating to me. As the school year wraps up, I find myself trying to reconnect with why I went into teaching in the first place. It's really shifted my perspective in how I want to interact with my students, on how I want to carry myself as an educator. It's incredibly bittersweet to think about my time in the classroom coming to an end, but I know I will carry all of the memories with me as I venture into a new chapter of life. I'm not closing the door to teaching entirely, and who knows? In a couple of years, I may feel called to be back in the classroom. But as I like to say, future Eric will figure that out. But for now, it's time to lean into this new calling and remain grounded in my passion for raising awareness around eating disorders, disordered eating, and body image. To all of those who have been beside me as I begin this transition, thank you for your support. Thank you for being so encouraging. Thank you for having faith in me. I wouldn't be as strong as I am today without you being by my side, and I'm excited to have you by my side as I continue to walk this path I'm on. To my coworkers at school, thank you for being the best colleagues I could have ever asked for. I'm so incredibly thankful, blessed, and grateful to have been able to work alongside you. Thank you for the laughs. Thank you for your encouragement. While it breaks my heart to think about not being at school next year working with you all, I know that I will carry and hold our friendships closely. I look forward to connecting with you all in a new way, and I wish you all nothing but the best. I've never been so inspired by a group of individuals. You are grit, you are resilience, you are love, you are one, and you are family. I get emotional thinking about my journey in the last seven years in the classroom. I get emotional thinking about stepping into my new calling. And you know what? It makes sense why I get emotional thinking about these new things. This new chapter will teach me so many new things and help me to continue to grow in new ways. I cannot wait to continue to step into my light. 
Following your heart can be scary, but we all can do it. It's just whether or not we have the courage to act on it. Well, until next time, I hope you continue to be gentle with yourself. I hope that you continue to remind yourself that you're in control of your own happiness. I hope that you continue to remind yourself that you have the power to create change in your life. And I hope you follow and listen to your heart because you're worth it each and every day. Much love.